Alrighty, welcome everyone to Football Friday with Football Addicts Anonymous. Got some fresh faces in. I know Durfee is a returning face. He's been on the show before. Colin, welcome, my friend. <laughs> hey, happy to be here, brother. Happy to be here. We had uh, Chris. Chris was taking his girlfriend on a dinner date for her birthday, so we needed some, some new people to step in. <laughs> But uh, we had a bunch of news this past week, uh, including the last coaching spot, head coaching position, getting filled in the league. Uh, we also had some contracts handed down yesterday and today, uh, extensions to a couple players. But... We will start off with actually NCAA news. couple things here with head coaches. Um, first off, Tennessee. They're in such a bad situation right now, but they have a new head coach. Jeremy Pruitt fired a couple weeks ago, uh, and they picked out UCF's head coach, Josh Whipple. Whipple. I never know how to say his name. But anyways, uh, great Great hire, I think, for Tennessee. Has a winning track record at UCF. And um, apparently he's the guy to turn it around for the Vols. Another head coaching uh, news, which I think is actually pretty big as far as the NFL goes. Uh, Northwestern, they signed their head coach, Pat Fitzgerald, to a 10-year extension through 2030. Uh, he had gotten some offers from teams to interview for a couple spots head coaching-wise this cycle. Wanted to stay at Northwestern, continue to build uh, what they've built the last couple of years, which I think is definitely good for their program uh, I love that. school overall. <laughs> Big fan of it. <laughs> Getting into NFL news, uh, we'll start off with some coordinator news, quarterback coach, uh, and the like. So, uh, we'll start off in Detroit. The the Lions have their new special teams coordinator under Dan Campbell. Uh, former Eagle special teams coordinator Dave Phipp uh, will transfer over to Detroit in the same position. Um, you know... I think his special teams have went down the last couple of seasons, right, Durf? Yeah, again, he had no really returner. So, again, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big loss for the Eagles. But I think it's, yeah, towards the end, I think that was kind of seen that he was going to make the Eagles wouldn't keep him on once they got rid of Doug Peterson. So, it's again, to me, I don't like him. I like Dave Fitt, but I think he was fit really well with the team and trying to keep a, a coordinator that knows the team. But... He's heading out to Detroit to try to help their team go from where they were this year to maybe grow. Yeah, and he joins Deuce Staley out there in Detroit uh, for, as former Eagle coaches headed to the Midwest. Uh, we'll go all the way west now to Seattle. Uh, the Seahawks have their new offensive coordinator hiring Rams passing game coordinator Shane Waldron, an up-and-coming coach. Uh, the Rams have just been gutted in the front office and at the assistant coach level this offseason. Um, and I haven't heard any hires that they've been doing in L.A., so I expect the Rams to be even worse than they were this year. <laughs> as far as the Eagles go, they got their new quarterback coach uh, hiring Florida offensive coordinator Brian Johnson. Uh, an interesting note on Brian Johnson, which I think Eagles fans will like anyways, as it pertains to the Carson Wentz situation. Uh, he coached Dak Prescott at Mississippi State and made Dak what he is essentially right now. Uh, he also did recruit Jalen Hurts. Uh, he recruited him when he was at Mississippi State. So uh, he has a connection with Jalen Hurts already and experience with very good quarterbacks. <laughs> the t 
Titans, uh, they got both of their new coordinators after Dean Pease left with Arthur Smith to go to Atlanta, um, promoting tight ends coach Todd Downing to offensive coordinator. Uh, and the last time they promoted a tight ends coach to offensive coordinator was Arthur Smith. Uh, so they're hoping history repeats itself there. And also they promoted outside linebackers coach Shane Bowen to defensive coordinator. Uh, so we'll have to see how those two guys do in their new spots this upcoming year. As far as the most hated team in the country, <laughs> it seems like that anyways right now uh, because everyone's on Deshaun Watson's side. Uh but they, the Texans have their new head coach hiring Ravens assistant head coach, wide receivers, and passing game coordinator uh, David Culley. And his staff has actually turned out pretty well. I mean, uh, they kept offense coordinator Tim Kelly, who Deshaun Watson likes. They also got former Illinois head coach and Bears head coach uh, Lovey Smith as their defensive coordinator and also are hiring um, Chargers quarterback coach Pep Hamilton who was instrumental in Justin Herbert's rookie season as well as they're hiring quarterback Josh McCown as an assistant coach so I think that staff is actually pretty good um, as far as some of the names that are on it I'm with you on that I'm with you on that. I just think that relationship is gone. I agree. <laughs> that, 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 that sailed. Yeah. And it was funny in the intro, uh, the, the pressers today for uh, David Culley and Nick Cesario, both were like, we are not trading Deshaun Watson. We want Deshaun to stay in Houston. There, there's just no way. There's <laughs> There's not enough money in the world to keep him in Houston. Yeah. Um, and I think draft picks will eventually talk. So. <laughs> um, in other coaching news, the uh, Niners, they hired former Lions defensive coordinator Corey Unlin as their pass game, uh, pass game specialist slash secondary coach uh not very liked in detroit as far as their defense went the last couple of seasons but um a good coach nonetheless the um another former eagle uh coach pass game coordinator press taylor he's headed to indianapolis to go reunite with frank reich uh, Frank Reich loves Press Taylor, thinks he's an up-and-coming coach. So, he will not be the offense coordinator, but I'm sure they do have a quarterback's coach spot open, so uh, he might be able to slide into that position. And I wish my friend Jack would have been able to come on today, uh, but... The Falcons got a massive, massive guy in their front office today. Hiring Washington football team, VP of player personnel, uh, Kyle Smith to the same position in Atlanta. He was going to be the number three between, between or behind uh, GM Martin Mayhew and executive um, Marty Herney in Washington. Now he gets to be the number two behind Terry Fontenot in Atlanta and uh, Kyle Smith is a very good talent evaluator guy that uh, helped bring in Terry McLaurin Antonio Gibson the last couple of seasons so good hire for Atlanta as far as player news goes we'll start off with San Francisco uh, Niners quarterback Nick Mullins he had elbow surgery in December, originally thought to be a serious elbow injury requiring Tommy John surgery. Was not the case. Um, so he should be good to go when training camp rolls around in August. July, August. 
Also with the Niners, they are keeping one of their backup running backs, restricted free agent Jeff Wilson Jr. Signed him to a one-year deal. Uh, very good for them down the stretch. The uh, last couple of games of the season, especially I, I remember in my mind that Cardinals game um, where he pretty much ran through the, the Arizona defense uh, all day, it seemed like. <laughs> and I know fantasy owners, uh, Dynasty especially, I would say, uh, Jeff Wilson's not a bad person to stash if you have a roster spot. Let's go to uh, Baltimore. The Ravens signed tight end Nick Boyle to a two-year extension today. Uh, he is now signed through 2023. $13 million total, 10 and a half, uh, fully guaranteed. So big confidence boost for Nick Boyle, who had a major injury a couple of seasons ago, um, to be their backup tight end behind Mark Andrews, who they will need to sign soon. Let's uh, stay in division. Talk about the Steelers, Colin. <laughs> now we're talking language, buddy. Let's go. So Big Ben wants to be back in 2021, but the Steelers are like, well, you're not coming back at $41.2 million. Um, so, I mean, what everyone thinks it's going to get done, right? You know, Ben said he, he doesn't care what he's paid in 2021. Um so expect him to be back, right? Yeah, expect him to be back. I expect Pouncey to come back for another year. I expect him to re-sign Juju with Ben coming back. And I'm expecting that offense to look a lot better than it did this year. Yeah, I definitely agree. It, I, I don't think Juju is necessarily a priority. Considering they had Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, James Washington, um, you know, I think Chase Claypool can take over Juju's spot. I'm with you so on that. It w- it would help. I think definitely. I would. If it was me, I would definitely um, prefer to sign Bud Dupree over Juju. I'm with you on that one, 110. percent And a couple other things here: the Bills they released uh, corner EJ Gaines today. He was one of 69 players uh, to opt out of the 2020 season and didn't even play, and he's. Needs to find a new team for the 2021 season. But, I mean, EJ Gaines, I think, is a very quality uh, backup corner, number three or number four. Uh, He's been around the league, so very solid. And one player that will not be playing in the Super Bowl next weekend, uh, Chiefs rookie linebacker Willie Gay. He is out. Uh, He had emergency surgery to repair his meniscus, uh, likely out around four months. So he should be good to go uh, when the season rolls around. And now let's talk about uh, just some random facts at the end of the news segment here. So the Rams, this is why I wish my, my... Co-host Mark would have been on here because he's a Rams fan. But apparently the Rams are going to have an open competition in training camp at the quarterback position between Jared Goff and John Wolford. What do we think? You can't forget about Devlin Hodges, man. <laughs> Just got signed to that nice little contract. Oh, no, it, that's Jared Goff's team. He's not losing that. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think there's more just seeing putting pressure on Goff. But I think what the Eagles should be doing also when they come back in. But, like, there'll be competition between Wentz and Hurts. But I think this is all it is just to get some fire underneath Goff. 
to see if that will help him play better than he did this season. Yeah, it's definitely been an interesting story for the number one and two picks of the 2016 draft so far. Uh, you know, Goff playing in a Super Bowl, Wentz essentially uh, bringing the Eagles to a Super Bowl. Um, Hello. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how both of those guys shake out there. Uh, one thing that just came across the Twitter feed, the Packers will need a new defensive coordinator. Uh, Mike Pettin's contract is expiring. He won't return in 2021, sources say. So, uh, other news. Raiders tight end Jason Witten officially retiring for the second time in his career. (laughs) He will retire as a Dallas Cowboy in March sometime, uh, as it should be. But I will always remember Jason Witten for catching the one touchdown after I bet live any touchdown, anytime touchdown score and won $160. That was a great <laughs> night. <laughs> you're, still, you're still in cars. And as far as, let's see, Eli Manning was back in the news cycle a couple days ago. Uh, He's apparently going to be back with the Giants uh, in some role. They didn't didn't say what role it's going to be in, but they said it's probably not going to be in, like, football operations. It's probably going to be an ambassadorship for the Giants. Um, But nonetheless, Eli is back with the Giants. (laughs) Home sweet home. And we will end the news segment on a very, very good note. Washington football team head coach Ron Rivera is officially cancer-free. That came across the Twitter feed uh, a couple days ago. And we are so happy for you, Coach Rivera. Goosebumps. (laughs) Absolutely goosebumps. That's seen where he did all season go coaching through that. It's good to see that he's it's finally away from him. He can play behind him and focus on next season. Yeah, definitely. And he, he he kicks cancer's ass and he won a division championship. So Alright, that is all for the news segment. So we will roll into uh I forgot to put the NFL pick standings. Uh but that's all right. I think I have it after this, actually. But we already knew this. But the Super Bowl Fifty Five matchup: the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. I will be there a couple of days before working the Super Bowl experience. Um, very excited for the gear that I'm going to get. If it's anything like the Pro Bowl, uh, we get some nice stuff to wear. So. That's what I'm most excited about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, what do you guys think about this matchup? I mean, I already know. Uh, I already talked about it a little bit on Monday, and so. I'm riding with Tampa. Uh, Tom Brady's the goat for a reason. He's gonna add number seven to his collection after this one. High scoring game. I do agree it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I'm I'm a Chiefs fan just because of Andy Reid. Got to stick with the Eagles, former Eagles coach, who turned the Eagles around when he was there, started the whole process when that was where the Eagles are were before this season. I just don't think Tom Brady, they play each other during the season. Tom Brady did not do well versus Kansas City's secondary or just defense in general, so I got to go KC. And also now, if you, if you talked about it on Monday probably about KC losing both their tackles for this game. So they're both both offense tackles are out. Is that going to affect the pass rush? Yes, because, again, Tampa had a really good pass rush first. Aaron Rodgers last week. So that was with a non-mobile quarterback. So with Patrick Mahomes' speed and his agility, that, I don't think that would really affect it much. 
Yeah, Shaq Bear, JPP, feasted off the tackles for Green Bay last week. It's definitely going to be a challenge uh, with Mike Remmers and Andrew Wiley as the starters in this game for Kansas City. But we will discuss that more on Monday's show when it will be officially Super Bowl week. All right, here is the pick standings. I know this doesn't mean much to you guys. <laughs> uh, but uh, last week was not a good week for me. I went 4-0 in the divisional round, 0-2 in the championship round. Uh, so I lost my tie with Chris. Uh, Alex also went 0-2 with me. And he is officially eliminated from the picks standings. Mark was already eliminated, but good for him. He gets up to the 150s with us. And uh, I essentially now have to pick against Chris for the Super Bowl in order to tie, uh, which I'm not liking that option. Um, I might just let Chris have it and pick whoever I want. I don't know, though. What do you What do you guys think I should do? <laughs> Ride with Tom. Again, I just don't know where Chris is thinking. It's well, it's really up to you. You know where Chris is going. He's a Jets fan, so he's there's no way he picks Brady, right? I wouldn't think so. I think he's gonna go KC. So again, it's I know, and that's who I want to pick. <laughs> I, I know you do. But... <laughs> huh? So yeah, again, it's it's all right. You pick who you want. Again, it's you really want to tie Chris that much and have fun. Go with it, but you, it's, it's going to be your gut. Yeah, because also if if I go against Chris and Alex is with Chris, though, I would I would tie for a second potentially if I lose. So there's also that. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait for next yeah. Friday's show to get the the actual picks for the Super Bowl, which I will be live in Tampa for, and I'm very excited about that. All right, let's talk about the Senior Bowl. This is what this show was really scheduled to be about today. So uh, we have the game. It's tomorrow at 2.30 on NFL Network. Uh, I've been watching some of the practices, not all. I have a, I've had to work, so... I haven't got to watch all of them, but I have gotten Twitter updates on them. So I do have a bunch of players uh, to talk about that I have starred on each roster. So you're watching it We'll talk about. Uh, we'll start with the Dolphins and the national team, um, and we'll start off in the defensive backfield. So a couple guys I had starred there that were talked about this week: uh, Washington corner. Uh, Keith Taylor and uh, Pitt corner DeMar Hamlin. I'm not really too familiar with either of these guys, uh, but I did see some film on Keith Taylor. Uh, pretty quick movement at the line. And, um, yeah, that's really all I have on either of those guys. I just know both of those guys had been talked about as um, playing well in the one-on-ones in practices, so. Another Washington guy and Pitt guys that we'll talk about for the defensive line here. Uh, Washington D lineman Levi Anwuzarike. Very, very high riser this week. Uh, he was a beast in a one on ones. Absolutely destroyed almost everyone he went against. Um, and I said Pitt guys as well. Uh, their two teammates on the defensive line, uh, Patrick Jones and Rashad Weaver, also very good in one-on-ones this week. Um, it would be intriguing to see someone draft both of them and just let them go together on one side of the defensive line. <laughs> uh, that would be, I think, well, at interesting least to say the least. And I got a tweet, a Matthew Stafford tweet, actually. Uh, 
Apparently the Rams, Matthew Stafford is considering the Rams uh, as a viable contender for in his trade market. Um, so, yeah. What do you even package to get for Stafford to L.A.? That would be something else. I mean, I, th- I think Stafford in, in the Rams offense would do very well. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it would look weird with the the little ram horns on the side, but you know, <laughs> that's besides the point. That. I think. <laughs> All right, uh, back to the Senior Bowl guys here. Moving along on the national team here uh, to the offensive line couple guys want to talk about a couple small school well north dakota state i wouldn't really say it's small but fcs and division three fcs guy north dakota state uh offensive tackle dylan raddins um you know he also had a very good week in practice uh, i didn't see too much of him just heard it <clears throat> on uh twitter but I know uh, overall Dylan Raddins had been one of the small school prospects um, that was highly regarded in this uh, offensive line class. But the guy that everyone's been talking about, the guy, the only Division Three player at the Senior Bowl, offensive lineman Quinn Miners, Wisconsin Whitewater. And from what I heard... He lit every single person up that he could. And there's some good, there's some, if you go on Twitter and look up Quinn Miners, uh, M-E-I-N-E-R-Z, there, there's some good pictures. He, he has the NFL lineman look already. He has the belly out of the jersey. Um, <laughs> he's got some longish hair, I think, as far as I remember. Um, but yeah. And to boot, he broke his hand uh, this week, I think yesterday. But he's been pleading to co- to Brian Flores to let him still play in the game. <laughs> That's how competitive this guy is and how much he wants to play the game. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does play. This is my message to just that man. Um, I... I'm looking forward to seeing you in Pittsburgh because that is the absolute heart I want for that team. Yeah, and I forget uh, who was said to be the uh, Robert Hunt of this year's draft class, but I think it might have been uh, Quinn Miners because I I don't see any other guys that I think that it could have been. So, yeah, Robert Hunt out of Louisiana last year. Drafted by the Dolphins in the fifth round. Um, yeah. Quinn Miners is going to be a steal in, I don't know, depending on how high he goes, I mean, he could even get into day two. Um, but we'll have to see. Yeah. Also, with the national team, let's get into skill position, guys. I really didn't hear much about... Uh, any of the three quarterbacks this week for the national team. Uh, I believe Notre Dame's Ian Book was the best out of the three quarterbacks uh, between himself, uh, Felipe Franks out of Arkansas, and Sam Ellinger out of Texas. Uh, I said, though, I liked Sam Ellinger the best out of those three on this team. But I I think Ian Book had the best week of practice uh, as far as my knowledge goes. So... That's, I didn't have any of the three quarterbacks start. I just wanted to talk about the quarterbacks because that's what most people want to talk about. <laughs> I give the people what they want to hear. I mean... <laughs> hey, I, I'm with you. Uh, going to the running back position, a couple of guys I liked this week. Uh, Michael Carter out of North Carolina. I actually like Javante Williams better than Michael Carter. Some other people would say they like Carter better than Williams. Um, 
I think both are studs and both will be uh, drafted within the first four rounds. But Michael Carter uh, had a good week of practice, to say the least. Another guy I think is a sleeper running back. If your team needs a running back on day three, go get this guy. Khalil Herbert out of West uh, Virginia Tech. Um, I saw some of his runs, very explosive. I th- believe he's a little undersized. I could be wrong. I don't have the measurements with me right now. Um, but, yes, Khalil Herbert, day three running back, uh, I think will be a steal for someone. As far as the tight ends go, uh, the only one I had starred uh, before practice started, uh, when I talked about it on the Monday show, we previewed the rosters. Hunter Long out of Boston College, uh, very good this week in practice. I think he's easily the best tight end um, at the Senior Bowl this year. Not a very good class for tight ends as far as depth. Uh, you have Pat Fryermuth, Kyle Pitts at the top, and... Um, then it's it's kind of a mystery as to who is the next couple guys at the position. So, yeah, Hunter Long out of Boston College, though, uh, looked very good catching the ball. Did have some drops, but um, as far as the senior bowl goes, I think Hunter Long, easily the best tight end. Yeah, Russ, I'm going to jump in with the national team and the tight end. Kenny Ubala from Ole Miss. Yeah, he's a small, nobody, no-name guy. Played for Temple, then grad transferred to Ole Miss. He's actually a local guy. I've seen him play when he was in high school. 6'5", big, tall guy. Yeah, he's not bulky. He's not going to be the pass blocker, but he can get out there and kind of play the Zach Ertz type of tight end. So I think if somebody reaches in the late six sevens, I think he might be a sleeper as like a nice 2-3 tight end in the league, maybe moving to him, maybe to wide receiver because I know Temple tried that with him as a slot receiver, kind of more of a taller guy. So I think Kenny Obama would be a sleeper, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I I saw him in a couple of the practices. He definitely looks like a wide receiver. He doesn't look like a tight end <laughs> um, as far as stature goes. But, uh, yeah, he definitely has a jump ball potential there uh, with his size, like you said. Going Good along... Thing, right? I got to hop off, but happy Friday, everyone. You're in good hands. (laughs) All right, brother. I'll see you. Peace out, guys. All right. Let's continue along here. Um, Rounding out the national team with the wide receivers here. Not a lot of guys that I liked uh, or heard about, but uh, two guys that I had starred here. Demetric Felton out of UCLA, he was a very hyped guy this week, uh, switching from running back to wide receiver, and he's a guy that I saw probably the most out of on NFL Network and ESPN this week on practices. Oh my lord, is he electric off the line. He just has speed for days and agility, quicks. Yeah, he can cut. He, high-energy guy, you know, again, it's one of those guys that's going to go in the mid-rounds, probably going to be a slot receiver because he's not that big. Um, But, yeah, he can definitely move uh, and create separation for a guy that literally just switched to wide receiver at the Senior Bowl. And the other guy on the national team that I have starred, Western Michigan's Dwayne Eskridge, also a ton of buzz about him. Uh, People have him moved up into the second round now. um, As probably wide receiver 7, 8, 9, somewhere around there. Um, But yeah, he is also another guy that can create very much, uh, or a lot of separation. Um and has a lot of buzz around him uh, this week. And I will just touch on two other guys, though. Didn't have them starred, but uh, a couple guys late that could uh, provide some quality wide receiver depth this year. 
Michigan's Nico Collins. Uh, good jump ball guy. Very uh, good size for Nico there. Uh, and it was funny. I was watching the one practice, and they're like, I think, think a fade is coming to Nico Collins here. They said that like three plays in a row when they were doing red zone. They never went to Nico Collins. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I wanted to see it just to see it, but oh well. Um, and another guy that I have heard about a uh, potential sleeper is Arizona State's Frank Darby. Um, not too familiar with him, but uh, a sleeper nonetheless in the draft. And we already know Devontae Smith is not playing uh, in this game, so... I will not be talking about him because he didn't practice. Over to the American team with the Panthers. Uh, we'll start again in the secondary. Two teammates, UCF uh, defensive backs, Richie Grant and Aaron Robinson. Aaron Robinson, the uh, more highly rated uh, corner, but... Uh, Richie Grant also apparently made himself some money this week, but both will most likely go, uh, between days two and three. Defensive line wise, I really only had one guy that I heard a lot of buzz about, um, and it was D-end, uh, Wyatt Hubert out of Kansas State. Again, a guy I'm not too familiar with, but um, you always need pass rushers in the NFL, so it's never a, a bad thing to have your name out there um, as far as NFL draft media goes. Let's head over to the linebackers for the American uh, one guy I have starred here, Jabril Cox out of LSU, was getting first-round hype last year. Um, and right now I believe he's probably in the second round. But definitely a guy I know, as far as the Eagles anyways, they need all the linebacker help that they can get because they never draft highly of linebackers. So the second round is a perfect place to get Jabril Cox. I will just say that for Eagles fans, um, he would be he would be a good draft pick in the second round. People would probably say there's other needs, but they've neglected the linebacker position long enough. Yeah, linebacker. They haven't had anybody in five-ish years that is consistent. They're yeah. playing with a bunch of these guys that they drafted seventh round, sixth, not even drafted at all. So anybody would help there. Well, that's the thing. They did draft Davion Taylor in the third round, but he barely played this year. So, Yeah. Sean Bradley in the fifth round, I believe, as well. But, again, special teams. All right. Uh, offensive line for the American team. I didn't really hear too much from the offensive line, uh, but Trey Smith out of Tennessee – uh, former Georgia transfer looked good this week, um, and I already knew that. The watching him at Georgia uh, last season, you know, he he's definitely good. He he will be a guy on day two that'll get taken. Quality guard um, prospect, but he was getting um, work at left tackle as well, so he might be able to. Uh, have that versatility, which will raise his draft stock even more. A guy that does play left tackle, can play both, tackle, both tackles, actually. Alex Leatherwood out of uh, Alabama. Considered, originally considered, probably the number one tackle um, before uh, Panay Sewell, but uh, now most likely going to be number three, I believe. So you have Panay Sewell, uh, actually, maybe even offensive tackle four. You have Panay Sewell, Rashawn Slater, um, Darisol. I'm blanking on his last name, or his first name, I mean. 
out of TCU. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Darisol. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's Christian. Christian Darisol. I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't remember his first name. Uh, but yeah, Alex Leatherwood, definitely top five offense tackle in this class, though, I believe. Anyways. Quarterback. See, this team, though, I think the American team has the advantage at the quarterback position over the national team. Jamie Newman, who was a guy when we previewed the rosters on Monday, I was like, you know, he didn't play at Georgia this year. Uh, so he's out of Wake Forest. But, you know, I didn't think that he was that great anyways. But apparently he slung the ball pretty good. Uh, accurate. Has a lot of velocity behind his throws. And, yeah, I I don't know. I, I'll have to see in the game tomorrow uh, how he plays. But um, Newman could be one of the guys that proved me wrong, you know. <laughs> The other quarterback for the American team, the guy that I am very excited to watch tomorrow, especially because the Panthers are coaching him, Mac Jones out of Alabama, wanted to see how he could uh, come in and play with non-Alabama players uh, at the skill positions particularly. And he's apparently looked very good as well. Uh, accurate. He doesn't have the biggest arm. Everyone already knew that. But he is accurate. Uh, I think he's kind of in the classic mold of an Alabama. Kind of a... I don't want to say game manager, but, you know... He's not... I don't think he's going to necessarily throw downfield all the time. Uh, unless that's the kind of offense he's in. Any thoughts on... Yeah, I don't think he's going to fit in that type of offense anyway. I think an offense that he fits is that chug down the field, like the short 10, 5, 10-yard passes, and just work the clock and work down the field. Not that air raid offense that's on most teams play now. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I didn't really hear anything about the running backs uh, from the American team. Uh, I did say, though, on Monday, the guy I liked most on this team was uh, Larry Roundtree out of Missouri, just because I've seen him play uh, in SEC. So, But uh, we'll move to the tight ends. And a guy that I didn't really, uh, on Monday when we talked about him, I, I was like, I don't know, Georgia barely used him, so I didn't really have anything to say. And his career stats weren't that great. But uh, Trey McKitty out of UGA apparently uh, did pretty well. Uh, and I don't know where he'll get drafted, but apparently he made him some, himself some money this week. Uh, so happy for him because he's a UGA guy, but again, I didn't really expect much from him so but that's because georgia didn't use him that much let's go to finish up with wide receivers here and three guys that are creating a lot of buzz one creating the most buzz but we'll start off with shy smith out of south carolina a guy i i knew was good like again i saw him play in the SEC this year. He made a fantastic catch on day one uh, over the shoulder on the sideline, almost on the sideline, a couple of yards in. Um, but, yeah, got his feet down, took the ball to the ground. I think Shy Smith will be an excellent slot receiver um, at the next level. And another guy, Amari Rodgers out of Clemson, I think – Another sort of slot-ish guy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be good when you're playing with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but, you know, Amari has shown this week that he doesn't need Trevor Lawrence uh, to show off what he has in his skill set. 
And finishing up, the guy that is creating the most buzz at the wide receiver position at the Senior Bowl, uh, as far as on-field goes, Devontae Smith, obviously, off the field. But Kadarius Tony out of Florida, uh, projected in the second round right now, could even uh, slide into the late first if uh, he has a good rest of his offseason uh, before the draft. But yeah, Kadarius Tony, another guy, very shifty, uh, can run routes. And the one route that I watched him run, uh, it was a uh, corner post route. And he got so much separation, the corner essentially got turned around. He, it didn't even look like he went to the corner, but I don't know what the corner saw, but he literally started running to the corner <laughs> to try to stop that route. Meanwhile, Kadarius Tony's going to the post, <laughs> and it was wide open. It was probably at least 10 yards of separation. It was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, so that's what teams love have to look forward to uh, if you're going to draft Kadarius Tony, And that is all uh, the guys that I have for the Senior Bowl anyways. Um, I don't know if you had any other guys that you've seen or heard of that you liked, Durf. Again, I haven't watched much of the Senior Bowl practice because it's being work. But the one thing I keep hearing is, like you said, the offensive lineman out with just constant whitewater. I saw a couple uh, drills of him blocking. Yeah, he looks that prototypical belly out guy, but he <laughs> has some good footwork from what I saw. Again, I'm not much of a football footwork guy, but I saw he was really short, got his hands on him, and just did not get backed up much. So I think that's a good sleeper. Again, I like the small, small uh, college guys being a small college graduate. I like the small see these lower guys who don't get really recognized get drafted and play well so i've seen a lot of stuff about the whitewater quinn miners so i think that's a good i saw him a lot so i think he's gonna be a good pick for whoever does get him as a they played him at center so i don't know if he's gonna stay at center or they can move him to maybe one of the guards but i think wherever you move him you're gonna have a quality guy that needs some work but he he's like you said he broke his hand and willing to play he's somebody that you can put on that team and go here you're playing and he'll be in in watching film every day. So I think that's going to be a good pick whoever gets him. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, you know, we're wearing Eagles hats. Uh, going to have to replace Jason Kelsey soon, sooner rather than yeah. later. So, um, you know, why not? <laughs> he already he already looks similar. So. <laughs> True, yeah. That's what I thought when I saw him. I'm like, wait, is that Justin Kelsey playing center? No, no, it's the young guy. And yeah, Long I hair, do. The, belly, the beer belly. I, I do think he will have positional uh, versatility within the interior three spots. Uh, so, again, it's just like most coaches will tell you, the more things you can do, the better off you are. So, And even though we're not picking this game necessarily, uh, Durf, who do you think wins? I know it's hard to pick an all-star game, but, you know. Just for the fun of it. Just looking at skill players, I kind of have to go with the American team. They have three quarterbacks that are all going to be in, drafted in the top two, top two rounds or have the capability to get drafted in the top two rounds. I think them and the wide receivers, I think that the American team just kind of has more of the skilled players on it on the offensive side. I think the American team will win. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the American team does win. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's not just being a Panthers fan, um, but you know I I agree with everything that you said. Uh, the quarterbacks are the big thing for me. Um, you know, I I don't have that much to say about uh, the national team quarterbacks. Like I said, Sam Ellinger I think is the best out of those three, but not a top, probably not a day day one or two guy. Um, but like you said, you know, Mac Jones, 
I had said he's number five um, right now, between before behind uh, Lawrence Fields or Lawrence Wilson at two, Fields and Trey Lance. Uh, and then also, you know, Jamie Newman, who uh, surprised me. I didn't think he was going to do that great. But also Kellen Mond. Uh, <laughs> Kellen Mond, uh, he doesn't like me uh, because he proved me wrong the whole season. I, I said he sucked after, like, week two, and he just took the Texas A&M Aggies to a number five ranking and a New Year's Six Bowl win over North Carolina. So <laughs> uh, he's been proving me wrong. He, he might be able to prove evaluators wrong as well in this one. But, yeah. The the only thing, though, I like the offense better for the American team. The defense, though, I like better for uh, the national team, especially at the linebacker position. You have three Ohio State linebackers there, uh, Tough Borland, uh, as well as Baron Browning. But also, Chad Surratt and Tony Fields at the linebacker position. I'm a former linebacker, so uh, I usually pay attention to those guys. Chad Surratt, Tony Fields. Surratt's a guy that I really like out of North Carolina. So, But I will go with you, though. Pick the American team. Uh, again, it's hard to pick an all-star game, but and it doesn't really matter. But it's okay. We're just having fun. So... <laughs> Anyways, that is the show for today. A very short show like we've been having recently. Um, before we go, the Lions have another hire. Hiring a former Packers defensive coordinator, Dom Capers, as a senior defensive assistant. Uh, so another good hire for Dan Campbell's staff. Anyways. Next Friday, I will be on location at the Super Bowl. Uh, very excited to do that uh, for the show. I don't know where I'll necessarily be. Um, I'll have to see if I can work getting the podcast at the Super Bowl experience at Julian B. Lane Park. Um, if not, I will be in the apartment <laughs> that I have down there for the couple days that I am there. But, regardless, we'll be live in Tampa. At least I will be, anyways. We'll be talking all of the NCAA NFL news, like always, as well as doing a full, full, extensive preview on Super Bowl 55. Uh, that includes team by team, uh, team against team, checking off which team has the advantage where, uh, and so on. But don't forget to uh, follow us on our social media at FA Podcast on uh, Instagram and Twitter, as well as follow us here on Facebook. And don't forget to check out our uh, website, FAPodcast.com, and hit the little subscribe button on spotify please and thank you durf thank you for coming on today filling in for chris it's always a pleasure and uh we will see you on monday